Hey, Mark here, and I'm calling in before today's episode with a little favour to ask, if I may, please. You see, today I'm changing the format of the Podcast Accelerator. I'm trialling a longer form deep dive episode, real specific actionable takeaways, and introducing my recommended podcast tool of the week. Now, the format is ever so slightly different. It is a little bit longer, and during this episode, which is a huge, deep dive, massive piece of free podcast education. During this episode, I'm going to break off for about 90 seconds to recommend a podcasting tool that I think will help you. And at the end, stick around because there's a new section at the end, which is three actionable takeaways that you can implement today based on today's deep dive. So let me know what you think of this new format, please. That's the favour that I'm asking. You can do that on Twitter, at Mr. Asquith. And you can get the written version of this over on my Twitter profile as well. Once again, that's at Mr. Asquith. And enjoy this episode of the Podcast Accelerator. Podcasters want marketing to be quick and easy, but sadly, it's not. It's hard to find one listener, yet it's far easier to ask them to help you to find your next. Let's talk about how to grow your podcast by being a human. This, of course, is the Podcast Accelerator, and this human is Mark Asquith, CEO and founder of Captivate.fm, the world's only growth-oriented podcast hosting platform where not only can you host multiple podcasts for one simple monthly cost, but you can benefit from a hosting platform that takes your podcast audience growth seriously. If you don't believe us, I highly recommend that you check us out on Trustpilot and check the reviews over there. And when you're ready, we'll be around at Captivate.fm. Now, before I get into this podcast growth-focused session, I'm going to give a shout-out to the team at Aweber. Maybe you are on my newsletter email list, markasquith.com slash newsletter. So maybe you receive emails from me that includes things like this episode in a blog post format. Maybe you receive some of the other fantastic content that I send out to help podcasters. And if you do, all of those emails are powered by Aweber. So why aren't you doing the same sort of thing? It helps you to build relationships, which is what this is all about. So go and get involved with Aweber for free Boost your email marketing at no cost, not even a credit card required at markasquith.com slash Aweber. We can't ask listeners to make us their number one must-listen-to podcast choice without giving them a reason to do so. I actually talked about this on Twitter a while ago at Mr. Asquith. I put a thread out discussing five tips that you could use in order to grow your podcast organically, and this is one of those tips. So this is part of a five-part series. I did one last week. I'll be doing more of these five tips for the next three weeks, and this one is really, really important. So podcasters like you and I, we tend to fall into a trap of expecting listeners to do too much for us as soon as they've begun to listen to our podcast. We ask them to share, to subscribe or follow, and to review our podcast, quote-unquote, if you like it. The problem is, there's usually no structure to any of it. It's something that we fall into because it's what every other podcaster does. I'm not even sure we know why we ask for a pod chaser review. Why do we want someone to press follow or the old subscribe button in their podcast app of choice? What is the point? Stop for a second and try to answer that. 
If you did spend a th- second thinking on it, you'll have come to the same conclusion as I did. We want a review because we think it'll help new listeners to choose the show and to listen to us. We want someone to press follow in their podcast app so that they get new episodes sent directly to them when we publish. These are actions that the listener takes to benefit us. They don't benefit the listener, and whilst a fan or a longer-term supporter of your show will feel good about leaving a positive review, these are things that we internally class as marketing activity. Now, don't get upset. I'm not telling you to stop doing these things. I'm asking you to think about why you do them so that we can begin to think differently about people together. Because people are the core of podcasting. They always have been, and they always will be. It's a human being or a team of human beings that creates an episode. It's a human being that consumes it. And it's a human being that tells another human being to listen to it. All of the calls to action that we add to our podcast benefit us as podcasters. That's fine. The problem is that they're the only things that we ask of our listeners And we do that because we believe that we've delivered so much time and value during the production of our episode. Hey, it's free after all, isn't it? That we feel it's okay to ask for something in return. My view is that we can do that, but if we want to scale it, we've got to put a focus on interacting with our listeners much more. Think about this. In podcasting, we measure downloads. We ask for subscribers or followers, but we want actual people as listeners. We believe that because someone listens to our show, it's enough to class them as a fan. It's not. A fan is someone who advocates for you, who shares your content and tells the world about you without you asking them to. To create fans... Your podcast has to be one of or a combination of these two things. Number one, so good, it hooks people. Number two, accessible enough that they feel part of the community. Now, I've got no no doubt at all that your podcast is good. But it's not serial. It's not business wars. Nor is mine. Because we don't have the time or budget to make it that outstanding. And that's all right. No one expects us to. Our advantage, the advantage that you and I have, is that we can make our podcast accessible enough that listeners feel like they're part of the show. And once they feel that way, they'll be more open to doing the things that we ask them to and connecting other people to our content as fans, not just as listeners. In short, if we can connect to more people and help them to connect us to more people in their circles, our downloads will naturally grow as new people discover our podcast. So how do we grow our podcast? How do you grow your podcast by being a human? Well, in your hobbyist podcasters like you and I, we, you know, we don't have marketing budgets. That's a fact. And this is partly why we ask a lot of our listeners. We need them to help us to reach new people because our options are limited when we have no budget. And the mindset that many podcasters have is, hey, I create free content for you. The least you can do is what I ask you to do in return. But that's flawed, in my opinion. 
We chose to create a podcast because we wanted to. Even if we had no listeners, we'd want to talk about the things we want to talk about. I would. Would you? So it's not fair on the listener to expect them to pay in kind for the content that we chose to create because they enjoy it. It's not right that we expect them to do something by way of payment. We need them to, but we shouldn't expect it. We should nurture it. Luckily, growing your podcast by being human doesn't require budget. It just needs focused time. And there are three specific actions that I rank, recommend to you that if given focus and consistency will help you to grow your audience through personal relationships. Let's dig into these three. Number one, you can simplify the technology. Now, there's nothing more confusing than asking listeners to do one of several things. Does this sound familiar? Leave a review on Podchaser or on your podcast app of choice. Visit my website to download this fantastic lead magnet and remember to subscribe or follow in your podcast app of choice and tell your friends to listen. Now, that's an earful and instantly makes me, the listener, wonder what the thing, the actual thing that you want me to do is. Which of those things actually, dude, are you telling me to do? It assumes that you, the podcaster, are categorizing every listener as the same type of listener and that each listener will want to do the same thing. That's not the case. Listeners will act when they want to act and need something memorable to act upon. A litany of calls to action is neither memorable nor simple to execute when the listener finally gets around to doing something to help you. I've got three remedies for this, and they all scale in complexity. Firstly, a simple option. Rather than asking a listener to listen in your podcast app of choice, use your Captivate single promotional link. This is a link that comes with your Captivate podcast hosting account. It's included for free. And that includes links to all of the podcast directories that your podcast is available in. A listener can choose their directory and you can access analytics on traffic through that link. The single promotional link takes the form of yourdomain.com slash listen. Mine is markasquith.com slash listen. And gives you a simple way of saying, hey, choose the podcast app that you want to listen in. But with a clear, memorable action point. The second option is also simple, but a little bit more curated. Choose one call to action with one specific result in mind. For example, I might say, hey, if you're new to the podcast, then I recommend that you follow it in your podcast app and listen to the back catalogue at your leisure. I'd recommend episode 27, and you can get that at markasquith.com slash 27 on the web. I like this. I like this. Because it gives the listener a chance to sample another episode of your podcast. And if you're keen to grow, you should be looking at your past analytics to pick the single most popular episode of your podcast to include in that call to action. Because that's the one that the previous listeners have downloaded the most. And so it must be really useful or fun. In a similar vein to the first idea, though, this gives listeners a way to remember what you ask them to do but you're curating their next step in such a way that it's going to help them to embed themselves into your content. A third option for this is a slightly more complex one, but one that's ideal for those with WordPress or self-maintained websites. Now, podcasters always have a range of things to promote, as we saw countless times in that litany of calls to action earlier. The problem is that by reeling them off, none of them remain memorable. 
So I love the idea of creating a start here page on your website that curates all of your calls to action into subsections and that means that you can ask people to go to one single page, for example, yourdomain.com slash start, which remains memorable for the listener, but that satisfies our podcasting fear of missing out by making sure that they have every call to action that we want them to see right there. The listener can then choose the one or two things that they want to do from that page during any given visit. This is something that we included as part of our podcast websites, Manage WordPress Package, actually. Back in the day, we used to, every every single WordPress site that we spun up for a podcaster had one of these pre-built and pre-designed so that they could just tweak it and include it. And it works so well. The second thing that I want you to think about, so we've made the technology simpler in that last section. The second kind of major topic I want you to think about when it when it comes to being more human as a podcast marketer is choose one social network and be there a lot. Now, I do understand the desire and the recommendation to quote unquote be everywhere, but you can't be everywhere well when you're splitting your focus. If you're limited on time or budget, then pick one social network and guide your listeners there. I use Twitter, at Mr. Asquith, more than any social network because it means that I can talk to people. That's a social part of it, right? And if you're growing your podcasting audience through personal relationships, that bit of it is vital. So I'd recommend that you choose your favorite social network. And I say favorite because if you hate it, you aren't going to use it. And telling listeners that's where you'll be hanging out and having conversations. Make it clear to them that they can speak to you there, they can ask questions, and that they can expect you to get back to them every single time. It's something that will require consistency. Oh, but boy, does it work. You can't let them down, though. You have to reply and engage with people as you would in person. Remember, the old marketing adage of making sure... People know, like, and trust you means that being consistently present is vital and shouldn't diminish with time. Which leads me to big idea number three. Create a presence promise. Being present is one of the most powerful strategies that you can use to build your audience. Back in 2014, I created something that I call a presence promise. A promise to be present in one place and one time every single day week. I've done it ever since. Every Friday at 11am Eastern, I deliver free podcast coaching in our Facebook group. Can't say free podcast coaching. That's really difficult. Like I said, every Friday at 11am Eastern, I am there for free podcast coaching. You can search for it. It's the Podcast Launch Accelerator on Facebook. I've built genuine friendships with people who went on to listen to my podcast Conversely, I've built friendships with people who had never listened to my podcast before, come along, decided to embed themselves and became big, big fans, but also people who honestly came to the live sessions every single week and had never touched my podcast, but then went on to be ardent listeners. That time slot and location is something that I'm now known for, and people who attend know that they can come along without any expectation or obligation to buy something or subscribe to something. It's there every week so that they can get to know me, to like me, and to trust me. This is a simple, cheap, and powerful way of building super strong relationships with your audience and prospective listeners. What's useful about this approach as well is that the questions that you receive during these types of sessions can be used to inform podcast episodes. 
That's how I get the questions for my Friday episodes. And during each of those podcast episodes, I give the person who asked a shout out and a thank you. So they go and listen. But it works because it's genuine. Remember this. People are greater than downloads. We measure downloads, but we respect and appreciate people. Focus on being a human being and connecting yourself to as many other human beings as possible. Your podcast will grow because of it. And it's free. Let me know how I can help. At Mr. Asquith on Twitter. Thank you so much. And please keep on captivating.